Greetings, programs! Sorry, just a little bit of a Tron reference for you. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people still not waking up and, uh, whatever, it's not my job, you know? <clears throat> it's not my job to get them to wake up or, like, you know, hammer them over the head with, uh, a Bible or shake them by the shoulders with my two hands, you know? say wake up they're all around you they're all trying to kill us you know i don't know maybe it is my job i don't know whatever dude it's like it is what it is man by now you know i try to tell people in my daily life what's going on in the world and some people want to hear it some people don't but with that being the case and with that being said i have the very esteemed author and independent journalist, rebel journalist, uh, Ms. or Mrs. I don't know. Sorry, Susan. I didn't ask. I didn't inquire that. But uh, Susan Bradford is on the show tonight. And holy shit, what a show. Uh, my mind was blown. Uh, my synapses were on fire. And uh, we just spoke about a lot about Jesus, the Bible. Uh, how the kingdom of Jesus has been um, hijacked by the elites, the system, the Antichrist, the beast, what have you. And we were on fire tonight. And I really hope you guys enjoy the episode because it was a fucking banger. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, any feedback, send it my way, you know. Uh, also, I'd like to get the Patreon out there, you know. I don't have any more content for it. But it's a tip. It's like a tip jar. Consider it a tip jar uh, for the energy and uh, love and passion that I put into this show. So, you know, get on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Uh, subscribe. Uh, give me three bucks a month, five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, whatever you want to give. And uh, it's all about the love, you know. So, uh, anyway, without further ado, oh, also uh, drop me a, a five star review on Spotify or Apple, whatever it is, you know, do what you got to do, and you know, smoke a dupe, drink a beer, relax, and enjoy the show. Here's Susan Bradford. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. You know who I am. But furthermore, you need to know who Susan Bradford is. She is a author and an investigative journalist, and I would like you to welcome her right now. Uh, how are you doing, Susan? Hi, David. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Um, so I, I discovered you through uh, Ryan Dean, actually, uh, from the Dangerous World podcast, and he's like, oh, man, she's awesome. So I was oh. like, I got to get her on. And I heard you on... Uh, tinfoil hat as well and I was like cool you know now I I see what she's all about right so here you are oh uh, well thank you so much I, I think both um Ryan and, and Sam are um they're both amazing hosts and they're both I think very dedicated to uh looking behind the curtain and unraveling the truth so I, I'm you know I was very appreciative to, to both of them that's awesome um so yeah, we were we were just discussing uh, before we started recording. Well, we were recording, but I'm editing editing it out. Um, mm -hmm. But we were talking a little bit about uh, globalism and uh, the jab and stuff like that. So, where do you think where do you think America is headed? Like re like from like from now until like you know just like 
Where do you think we're headed in the near future? Not the long game, but the near future. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think there's going to be a domino effect uh, to get America on board with the globalists? What do you think? That's a very good question. Um, if I hadn't done the research that that I, that I have done, um, I would have said that they would be very close to, get, to getting us on board with the globalist agenda. Um, I, I know that um, since World War II, um, an agenda was hatched. This was at the Yalta Conference, which ended um, world, the World War II. Um, uh, Winston Churchill, the British Prime Minister, um, uh, so the Soviet Premier Joseph Stalin, and President uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt had hatched a plan to elevate communist China to preside over the New World Order and to reduce the, the United States to a bankrupt welfare state. And they have been moving incrementally towards that goal. But um, in the meantime, um, so many disclosures have, have been made with regards to their illegitimacy, their corruption, their fraud. Um, I, I think that the game is over for them. Um, I think they're going to push as, as far as they can, but I think ultimately their plans will fail because they've, they've built a house of cards and the, the, the house of cards will inev inevitably fall, in my opinion. I, I believe that too, but how do you think that it's going to fall? Do you think it's going to be through like a like a revolt from the people? That's a good question. Um, you know, I, I'm not seeing much organic resistance from, from the people. I, and unfortunately, I think Americans are very complacent. Um, much of the, res the active resistance is coming out through organized militias, I think, um, that are groups that are being paid by both the right and the left uh, as part of like a, a divide and conquer, a wider divide and conquer strategy. Um, I think that there will be more uh, active, maybe political pushback um, by way of maybe Americans opting out of the system, um, forming state assemblies, which are independent of, of the structure. And I, I think that there are also a lot of um, uh, people in high places who are aware of the agenda and who are actively resisting it. Do you think we can fully trust those individuals, though? Because you got people like DeSantis and you got uh, up here, you got Maxime Bernier and mm -hmm. Pierre, uh, Pierre Poiliev, and mm -hmm. they seem to be legit, like, against what the globalists are all about. But at the same time, it's like, how do these people not get offed, you know? That, that's a good question. I um. I think uh, mo most of our politicians, if, if not all of them, um, are part of the system um, because they uh, they essentially, you know, the, the federal government um, is a um, uh, it's it's a corporation that uh, essentially serves and answers to uh, the Vatican and the Rothschilds and to these global structures. So our our politicians are essentially employees within that structure rather than uh, public servants who are serving the people. Um, I, I think we have to be very uh, skeptical and maybe you know vigilant and and, and questioning and and about these politicians. I mean they, they may uh, pander to certain ideologies, but I, I think their political careers depend upon the, their going along with this you know, wider globalist agenda. Um, I, I think some of the resistance is going to come from um, maybe even you know, corporate heads who, who are privy to the agenda. Um, they don't want to see you know, a nuclear holocaust. 
they don't want to see you know humanity enslaved um and so i i think the resistance will be more subtle and, and also the, you know which a lot of people aren't aware of but there there is a um kind of a, a sacred bloodline that um uh, traces to, to jesus these were the uh, original um like those who if you held if you will the divine right to rule which was usurped by the vatican and rothschilds and they that are was, working that was a good segue by the way Okay. <laughs> um, and, and and they I, they are kind of working behind the scenes too to ensure that um, the end game does not happen. And what do you think about the whole um, movement about uh, like people having spiritual like there's so many people having spiritual awakenings now, mm-hmm. and uh, do you think that like the only way to reach enlightenment is through Christ? <sighs> Um, personally, my um, I, I would believe that to be the case. Um, I know that there are, there are many many avenues to God, but um, Jesus, in, in, in my opinion, um, provided the the one true message that um, uh, provided, I guess, the keys to our to our freedom, like to to free humanity, to unleash our God given potential. Um, he was the savior of of humanity. <laughs> Um, and I think there are a lot of other types of spirituality um, that, you know, some which teach uh, uh, reincarnation and um, some occult theologies. Uh, and, and I think those are moving towards materialism to worshiping uh. the self as God. And they're creating disharmony that is preventing, you know, God's um, creation from truly manifesting uh, on earth. And I believe that Jesus really, you know, provided that the true message. And um, I, I think, you know, really our salvation uh, comes through him. It's funny that you say that, that you mentioned materialism too, because I consider myself pretty spiritual, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> It's funny that you mentioned the materialism thing because uh, I've been led by God, I believe, to give up materialism. Like I live very min- minimalistic now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like have pretty much what I need, and I don't go seeking after, you know, like a like I got a new car, but I needed it, right? And it, it's not like I went around and shopped for like the best car that I could have, right? I just got something that could get me from point A to point B. Uh, mm-hmm. I come home and I, I'm very minimalistic and well now I'm, I'm i'm picking up uh steam with the podcast so i'm dedicating myself to this and mm-hmm. i feel like i don't need much else like i have my job and i i enjoy it and i come home i do my podcast and uh whatever and it's like i don't need a lot in my life and i don't seek it out i what i seek is truth and knowledge and <clears throat> spreading that awareness to other people and that fulfills me in like every which way possible that that's very beautifully said and, and i think what you're speaking to is that once you have christ within your 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 life and your heart you really don't need anything else you, you feel whole and com- complete and um the burden of uh of christianity is very light you know as the bible promises and um 
you know, not, not to, uh, to to quote plat, you know, to speak plat in, in terms of, of platitudes, but you know, seek first the kingdom of God, and all the rest shall be added unto you. Um, you know, worshiping money is almost like wor- worshiping a false god. You know, you have the, the true co- the true God in your heart, and God will provide everything else to you. So, in a way, you're kind of living according to God's purpose, according to God's plan, um, and you, you know, you you are provided for exactly what you need, which is what you know the, the Bible does promise absolutely and like i don't need a whole lot i just well i do right like i need a roof over my head of course i need to go to my job or whatever i would like to not have to go to my job (laughs) you know i would like to just spread truth constantly and and uh but this is just my little way of doing it right now right so who knows where it's going to lead me uh god will lead me uh to where i need to go and i trust that right so um i just find it's a beautiful thing and just being a positive person in my life and being um, hopefully an inspiration to other people too. Right. I think that's what it's all about. Really. You don't need much. You you really don't need much. And um, I think, you know, our role in in part is to help guide others along, along the path, you know, to to help help them um, maybe, you know, come come to lead by our our example. For sure. Uh, what got you started on your path? How did you, did you, uh, were you raised uh, religious at all? Or did you, um, were you not religious or and you came into it and then you found your path? How did, how did that all start for you? Um, I would, like you, I, I would consider myself a very spiritual person. I, I always have been. Um, I, I was um, r- raised, baptized, con- and confirmed in the United Church of Christ, uh, which was founded by my grandfather, you know, who you know, he actually wrote the um, the UCC Constitution. Um, and the UCC was um, is an amalgamation of uh, the Reform um, Congregational and Angl- Anglican Anglican churches. It's part of a wider ecumenical movement that sought to unite the disparate um, Protestant denominations under the spiritual leadership of Jesus Christ. And unfortunately, um, that ha- the um, ecumenical movement has become um, uh, maybe somewhat more liberal or even has some communist elements to it that is seeking material unity governed by a global body rather than the spiritual unity under under god but um i've always kind of had um had a very strong religious upbringing but um i believe that i became like born again and i acquired maybe the true understanding of um, Christ's message uh, during my junior year abroad at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland. And um, that was uh, during wow. like a, a lunch uh, meeting, or was a tea, <laughs> if you will, um, with uh, the son of a pastor who had inquired with me. He said, you know, how do you know you're a Christian? And I, I said, well, um, you know, I believe in the Ten Commandments. I'm a good person. You know, I, I, I live with integrity. I, I have good morals. Um, he, I follow Christ. And he said, well, unless you devote your, uh, you live a prayerful life and align your will with that of the Creator, like actively seek His will in, in your every endeavor, you cannot truly call yourself a Christian. And that was an awareness to me that helped me, you know, know that I, I can't put like my wishes and my will and my desires a- ahead of God. I have to seek His will and how would, you know, the Creator want me to be of service and to bring glory to Him and to His wider, you know, plan for, for humanity. That's, that's a, a great answer. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So what I found that when Paul mm-hmm. says like pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. I just find like, it's not like you're constantly like on your knees and praying to me. It's just like constantly knowing that God is there with you and yes. seeking every decision in your life in the will of God. Right. So like yeah. al- the alignment, right. So that to me is praying without ceasing. But when I read the Bible before without knowing Jesus, it was always like, so what, I got to be on my knees 24 <laughs> seven. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. And it, it's um, acquiring discernment, you know, what would God have me do in this situation? Um, and you're right, it, it doesn't actually mean getting on your hands and knees and you know, pr- praying, but it's, it's more of um, like, you know, that God is with you all the time. And, you know, you, you live with, with love in your heart and, and to see the world through God's eyes and to act accordingly. For sure. And it's like, there's always that little voice in the back of your head when you pass by somebody who needs help that mm-hmm. just wants to ignore it. Mm-hmm. But when you just go to that person and give them help, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, you know, it, you get that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I just made the right decision. You know? You do it. <clears throat> And, and when you see an injustice or you can see a, a person uh, suffering, you could almost feel, you know, God within you mourning for, for the, the plight of that person. You can kind of feel their pain and you want, you want to uh, lift them up to help them. It makes you more uh, empathetic. Yes, it does. Yeah. And a lot of people that <clears throat> don't know Christ, they, they were trying to like, but they are spiritually awake. They mm-hmm. don't, uh, they don't, they people tell them, oh, you're an empath. And they're, they're like, what is an empath, right? So they're trying to figure it out. But being an empath really means that you're that you're following the spirit of truth. That's all it is. I, I, I agree with that. And um, though I, I think you can also be empathic and then maybe use those abilities, f- maybe not for the good necessarily. Like you, you might be able to manipulate people because you know how they feel and, and, and you can try to sway them according to your, you know, your, your wishes. Um, I, I think empath- empathy is, is um, not only perceiving what, what they need, but uh, try to like put yourself in, in their shoes and, um, and you know, to, like to do one to them as you would have done unto you. Like what, what would you, want somebody else to do for you in that same situation i tell people that all the time i say dude it's christ is so easy man all you gotta do is follow the ten commandments and what is that one rule that sums up all the ten commandments in one Mm -hmm. easy little thing to do in life Mm -hmm. that's treat others how you want to be treated that's correct. You know? And I think if more people did that, we'd have a much different world, a much better world. And it's so, it's so easy though, but like people just can't grasp it. It's like, dude, like, like people, people ask me if I'm a Christian and I, I don't always say yes. I'm like, I'm a Christ follower, but I don't necessarily uh, view myself or label myself as a Christian because I don't want that burden that comes on to that with, uh, you know, you know, churchgoers that go out and just commit sin and crime and all that shit and then go to church on Sunday and say, I'm forgiven. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't like the I don't like the label. I don't like any labels on me. And, and I, I think that 
um, when you, you're, you're right, when you label yourself that way, if God forbid you, you err and, or commit some right. small infraction, then they, they will judge you. And I think also Christianity has been given a, a very bad rap, um, principally because of, of the leadership. You know, we have the prosperity gospel that preaches the love and worship of money. Um, and you got communist elements within the church. So it's very difficult to call yourself Christian because I think um, Christ has left the church, but he's not left his followers. Oh, I, I believe that for sure. And even in the book, I think it's the book of Revelations where uh, they say, uh, come out of her, my people, be not partakers in their iniquities, right? Which Correct. is telling people, and this is already, this has already happened where the churches, uh, people came out of the churches, right? And mm-hmm. and I think this, it's constantly happening. I think the Bible is just like constantly happening throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's nothing new. It's nothing old. It's just a constant uh, thing for every generation to to follow. I think. <laughs> yeah, like the, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, and I say that all the time when people discover, uh, like the most heinous things happening, like uh, for example, ch- uh, child sex trafficking. You know, <laughs> it, it's horrifying to discover that that actually happens, but it, it's been going on for centuries. But we're just discovering now because. Uh, the truth is is getting out there on a, such a grandiose scale. Uh, we are living in the apocalypse, and the apocalypse means to uh, like a great revealing, right? So everything everything's coming to fruition. I've- and I think it's it's also been said that we're living through tribulations where um, we will experience you know the worst form of corruptions that has ever befallen humanity. But then at the end of this, there will be judgment for for those who have committed the iniquity, um, and then we'll, we there will be like a new um, a new a period where uh, v- virtue and God's law will be restored. Uh, absolutely and i think that's exactly what's happening now um what do you what do you what are your thoughts on like the whole do you know anything about the whole star seed theory uh can you elaborate on what you mean by, by that okay so yeah for sure um so basically the in a nutshell mm-hmm. uh those who have awakened spiritually mm-hmm. uh are from the heavens above they are from a different galaxy or a star or a planet and they've mm-hmm. come here on a mission to awake to awaken other people for mm-hmm. the great awakening for the new golden age. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and and mm-hmm. I, I, I resonate with that theory too, because <clears throat> some people will say, Oh no, that's a satanic ideology. I say, no, I say Jesus was the original star seed. <laughs> no? That's interesting. Um, uh, I, I think a lot of who we are has been is determined through our uh, by our, our genetics. Like the, the soul, the essence of the person is passed down through the generations. Um, so I, I think you know, like there is like a, a, a Jesus bloodline, um, and and like I think our ancestors were probably you know very very spiritual, very uh, awake, and and followed you know followed a very similar path to to what we've taken um i i'm not really sure about the ufo uh, angle there, there may be something to that but i, I really i uh, i'm not really aware of that that aspect but I, I know what you're talking about yeah i'm not i'm not 100 percent sold on the whole ufo thing because i i believe that it's man that has been uh, uh creating these things and hiding it from us for some kind of a uh, Great deception in the end, I think. I agree. 
and but, people will say the aliens are, are demons and this and that and like that's possible um but what if just what if you know okay so part of the starseed theory is that um we have we have uh junk dna in, in inside of all of us right mm-hmm. it's, it's like dormant dna and um there's going to be they say there's going to be a grand solar flash. I think that's what they call a grand solar flash where the sun just flashes like more so than it ever has. And it's going to unlock our DNA, therefore unlocking our superhuman abilities. Uh, And what that means to me, it goes back to the Bible too, because it says that uh, I think it's Paul that says, um, we are going to be in a perfected spiritual form. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, to, just to kind of speak to that um, generally, um, from my research, um, uh, the, 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 the demonic uh, traces to an area called Tartary, and that was referenced by you know, the ancient Greek philosophers and the Jesuits. Um, and is this like, uh, is this Tartaria? T- Tartaria, it was... Uh, Yes, correct. Um, in Central Asia, and somehow the um, the ancient Buddhist monks had access to to, de- to demons, or, or so they they claim. So the the Jesuits observed, and the, these were some type of of, of creatures that. Um, that they could uh, somehow allow to inhabit them through different, you know, blood rituals. So I think there there is some type of you know demonic that I know I, I'm not you know, very familiar with, but I know that has been been referenced. Um, and I think in terms of uh, you know the superhuman abilities, um, there was a time when um, you know there were people who had these uh enhanced powers um and it you know from what uh uh, i guess historians have have written and researched um our our dna and our genetics have been tampered with and they've been watered down to make us maybe less than what we would we would otherwise be like they've limited our potential i definitely feel that wholeheartedly um i've often said and i just posted one of my a clip of one of my shows the other day and I often have the discussion with people. I, th- I would say, do you think that we humans used to know how to fly, but we've forgotten how? Uh, that's a possibility. If you understand that um, the uh, the ancients um, had advanced knowledge of of energy and the ability to move objects, um, it, w- it would appear like they were able to move them through magic. But it's a type of um, advanced technology that they had. So it's it's possible, you know, through some type of of, of awareness or some type of. Uh, uh, technology that has been withheld from us that um, I'm not talking about planes, but you know, the ability to manipulate energy that that might have enabled us to, to, to fly or to move objects without physically moving them. See, and that goes back to me where it's like our dormant DNA will be unlocked and gives us human superhuman abilities where mm-hmm. we will be able to fly without technology because mm-hmm. it's, it's held within our DNA that we should be able to do that. Like, and telekinesis and uh you know everything but the thing is i think if we have that power we really have to make a decision if we're gonna be a good guy or a bad guy you know Mm -hmm. so maybe throughout history all of these civilizations have been destroyed by the creator because they could not 
exist together uh, because they had too much power and there was too much destruction. I don't know. That's just me speculating and theorizing. That is a, um, a view that has been held by by um, quite a few historians that they believe that um, the flood was uh, created by God to wipe out um, the, uh, an iniquity, like those who had acquired um, advanced powers and were, were misusing them. Um, according to, I guess, some historians, um, uh, Adam, uh, who you know, who lived in the Garden of Eden, which is actually a real place uh, in in Persia, an area called Tabriz, uh, Persia, now known as Iran. Um, God bestowed upon Adam the knowledge of the sacred sciences, um, and these were to be applied uh, to create heaven on earth, to create God's kingdom on earth. But they became perverted through Cain, like through the Cain and and the, the yeah. you know his his demon seed. And so I think they were, they're now being applied towards an iniquity, you know, for the purposes of, of power, personal uh, aggrandizement. Um, and um, they're being used as weapons against God's kingdom. The elite bloodline. Correct. Uh, the the yeah. illegitimate elite bloodline. Yeah. So I just listened to this podcast the other day from uh, Billy Carson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, I'm not. I, I should be, but I'm not. not yet. He's he's really cool. He's really cool. Um, but basically, he was saying that the the two Sumerian uh, quote unquote small g gods, because they were worshipped by humans as gods, uh, Enki and Enlil. Right. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with those. Uh, I, I'm not. I should be. I, I suppose, but I'm I'm not. Okay. So mm-hmm. Enki was the good guy. And Enlil was the bad guy, and mm-hmm. they were brothers. Mm-hmm. And and Enlil, Enlil flipped the script on Enki and said he was the, the bad guy, so mm-hmm. therefore worship me. So therefore, he is essentially Satan. Mm-hmm. And Enlil took the, the name Yahweh and made it look like he was the good guy. Meanwhile, in the Bible, it's, it shows that Yahweh, you know, he killed a bunch of people and a, a, a lot of people and murdered a lot of people and commanded people to kill people. So what basically Billy Carson was saying that the God of the Bible, Yahweh, is actually Satan. And that kind of blew my mind. And Enki and Enlil both knew that even though the humans worshipped them as gods, there was actually one, there is one actual true creator of the universe. That's interesting. Um, I know that the, um, I guess the, the elites would have us believe that um, that Jesus is evil and that they have the true enlightenment and that Jesus is preventing us from from achieving it. And they also hold the view that that they can become gods, and uh, this is achieved through like a form of, of Buddhism, which somehow allows or provides some provisions for reincarnation. I'm not exactly sure how they do it. Um, but th- they believe that they have the ability to uh, to reincarnate through various rituals and to and to reincarnate indefinitely, which allows them to live forever. And by virtue of being able to do so, they consider themselves gods on earth. Right, right. And this is Enlil. This mm-hmm. is the bloodline of Enlil, the bloodline of Cain. So it mm-hmm. goes further than Cain and Abel. It goes to the Sumerian gods Enki and Enlil. And Enki was the one who had compassion for humanity. And Enlil was like, no, fuck that. You know, <laughs> people, uh, we are going we are going to be God and we are going to 
stomp on them and control them. And basically what Enlil did was uh, deemed the term, uh, he dubbed himself as Yahweh and created a slave race, <laughs> which is what we're under. We are, we are basically, uh, you know, wage slaves and we've lost our sovereignty because of the fact that we're under maritime law and Correct. as soon as we come out of the womb, we get registered with our birth certificate in all capital letters, and that means you are owned by the elites and the government. Correct. And Jesus, and yeah, Jesus came to, uh, to I guess n not to correct this because it, it, these um, maritime law didn't exist <laughs> during the, the time of Jesus. But right. Right. But, but his message was uh, that you should rely upon the creator. And if, if you have God within you, you are self-regulating. You don't need a tyrannical government to tell you what to do. You rely upon, as, as you said at the beginning of our conversation, you rely upon uh, his wisdom, his gr grace, uh, you know, his um his plans for your life uh, wholeheartedly, uh, whereas the elites want to, to usurp that position to claim it for themselves, and in order to um, to make themselves the, the creator, they have to render you in, uh, dependent, which is they have to claim your assets, they have to be able to control your fate, determine who will succeed, who will fail, um, and if they control your assets and can, can dole out uh, dole you know your your assets back to you by way of entitlements and and healthcare and other benefits, um, they make you dependent upon them, and then you in turn look to them uh, as as God. And I think they want to go further with this by tampering with our DNA, you know, by, you know, uh, merging us with, with the machine through transhumanism. And once they do that, they will have, um, you know, they hold the patent, of course, for, for the AI. They will then uh, own the patent to us as individuals. They, like, they will literally own us. And I, I think that's what they're also trying to, you know, trying to do. And uh, what you said about a maritime law is also very apt. You know, yeah, they, so they own it from there. Yeah. Yeah, the maritime law is just another, you know, uh, uh, quoting from my friend uh, Buckley from the Wicked Planet podcast. It's mm -hmm. another step for tiptoeing to tyranny, right? So mm -hmm. they tiptoe to tyranny. So they, they implement all these steps through all these generations Correct. in order to get to a, a certain point where they have complete dominance over every individual on the planet through transhumanism, through the jab, because the jab has graphene oxide in it, and now you are patented as a product. Correct. And it's this insane. This whole agenda um, actually originates from uh, uh, China, when um, you know when the um, the the the, uh, the Vatican, like the Jesuits, um, were working with uh, the, the Chinese emperors and were you know, surveying the land and trying to kind of forge markets in Central Asia. Um, they observed that um, the Chinese emperors would um, track and trace every individual from birth. Um, they would um, only allow the working people just enough food and sustenance to reproduce and to barely, you know, barely make a living, just a ba very basic level of existence. And they would absorb all of the wealth, all of their labor, all of the creativity, all of the knowledge, the secrets of art, history, science. And they would hoard that knowledge to themselves to ensure that they and they alone um, 
um, ruled and presided over humanity, and they, they could, could control the destinies and lives of all those who, who fell under them. And I, I think that our elites um, are drawing from uh, those practices and from that, that mindset. Right. And have you heard of the fact, or I don't know if it's a fact or if it's a theory, but mm-hmm. ISIS was uh, uh, created in order to go to different uh, parts of the world and destroy uh, historical structures so that we forget about who we are. Have you heard about that? Um, I, I do know that the uh, elites are, are doing that, um, and, and I've um, I, I've seen I, I've seen this d- dynamic unfold in every civilization. Um, like for example, in Central Asia, um, when the, the Vatican are, um, was kind of conquering that territory, um, they destroyed the, the Buddhist temples, the shrines, um, and they prevented the people from having knowledge and religion uh, and, and customs and then they would impose a new type of tyrannical uh, system ab- around them like they would rewrite their history um, only allow them you know to know so just just so much information and this has happened repeatedly you know as they you know, attempted to, you know, to attempted to conquer the world it, it just it, it blows my mind that like does this does it not blow your mind that people are still not uh, uh, knowledgeable about the things that we're discussing right now because to me it's like normal this is the, this is the new normal for me right mm-hmm. <laughs> and like all these other people are like going around with their masks on saying oh this is the new normal and it's like oh, I, I, it just blows my mind i, I know what, i know what you're saying i, I think um most people want to go along to get along. Um, asking questions can create all sorts of difficulties um, within your work environment, within your family. Um, and, and I think most people just want to survive, um, eke out a, a nice existence, you know, enjoy their families. And um, sometimes asking those hard truths can um, create maybe un- um, unanticipated consequences or, or, or some type of fallback that they may not welcome in their lives. And so they're, they're willing to maybe go along with you know the, the the lie because the lie feels comfortable to them and familiar yeah but at the same time in my headspace knowing the truth about a lot of things is way more comforting to me than going along with the lie because i feel like i know where i'm going when i die and when i leave this body you know Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I I feel the same, and I feel that the truth is very empowering. And like I I think what, once you see the reality for what it is, um, the kind of the tyrannical uh, powers they really don't have that that much. Um, I wouldn't say control over you because they they still you know govern the legal structures and so forth. But um, I I feel you can really f- mentally free yourself from their chains. Well, that's, that's where Christ comes in again, right? Like the truth shall set you free. Correct. And when you do God's work, it's so liberating to Mm -hmm. just focus on that. And that's all there is, you know, it's like, it's, it's the best thing that you can do. I think. That, that, that's true. The, The burden is very light. Like you, you follow him. He will, you know, be a light unto your feet and guide you to where you need to go. That's right. And he'll reveal all truths to you, you know, and you can discern what's bullshit and what's not. Your, your intuition is like really heightened. That's so interesting. And I, I think um, 
the Bible is the word, the word is the, the truth. And I think once you have uh, Jesus within your, your heart, once you're walking with him, the truth becomes just so, you know, clear. It does. Yeah. And for a long time, um, me knowing all this stuff and not really doing anything about it mm-hmm. was very, it got very mentally taxing on me. And I was like, <clears throat> I need to do something. Right. Because if you've ever seen Spider-Man, it says he says uh, his uncle says to him, with great power comes great responsibility. Right. Right. And it's like once you realize that it's like it's liberating once you start doing the work. And I think a lot of Christians will say that uh, I think it says in the Bible, too, that faith without works is dead. I think what what you're you're talking about also is uh, noblesse oblige, and that was um, a belief held by uh, the Christian rulers uh, of, of yesteryear, where they believe uh, too much is given, much is expected. That you have a duty to use whatever talents, whatever opportunities uh, you have to make the path for others lighter, like just to give back. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing with this podcast is I'm giving back with all of the things that I've been shown. Mm -hmm. And since I started doing it, it's just, it's just been extremely liberating, uh, cathartic, um, just made me feel happier that I'm actually using, uh, this gift of gab (laughs) in order to, uh, you know, uh, do God's work. And, you know, like I've misplaced it all my life until now, right? <laughs> that you, you finally found your path. Yeah. Like your, your purpose. But there's, but there's more to it than that. Like there's more that I want to do and I'm working on it too. And <laughs> I'm just going to be expanding from here on out, right? So it's, it's a really liberating feeling to, to just feel finally what it means to be free. You know, and I want to be even more free. I want to try and get on that whole thing where I can, um, you know, be a sovereign individual without the system uh, Mm -hmm. doing, you know, having their say in my life. Right. I want to be liberated from that as well. So do you have any thoughts on that? Have you have you looked into that at all? Like not paying your taxes, not having a driver's license. There's there's things you can do to separate yourself from the system. And uh, basically the. the police can't touch you. Um, when, once you correct your, your status, um, I believe you would you would be uh, bound by uh, common law. Common law was created by um, the, the descendants of Jesus, and it's um, essentially you're living according to, to God's law. Um, I, I would caution you, though, to be very careful with some of the, um, the elements within the sovereign movement as they have become corrupted by, you know, the elite. Like, they they will provide you with truth, but then maybe lead you down uh, the wrong path, which could result in having you arrested or uh, right. face lines and so forth. So I think you have to be very careful and use discernment and research everything. But yes, there is a path that you can follow um, that would enable you to, to return to the land and restore your rights as a free living, breathing man uh, or, or, or woman and uh, to be bound by, by God's law. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of people looking into this right now. I've, I've yes, come to that conclusion. I'm like, holy shit, man. And I see a lot of this. Like, even there's some podcasters out there that are, like, 
living in the country now and they're living off land that they actually own and the government doesn't own it and they've cleared their name from the system and God bless them so much. Like that's a lot of work, you know, and it's a lot of uh, paperwork and ins and outs and, and things like that. But uh, you know, um, to my audience, I would say, you know, look into that kind of thing, you know, like look into getting your name back because you are owned by the government. You are owned by the antichrist, let's say. Right. You, you are a corporation and you're, you're bound as you said by, by maritime law and they essentially uh, own all of your assets. Like you, you work for them. Um, and you know, which is what, you know, what you say, you work, you work for them and they, they will claim all of your assets and those of your, of your, your heirs. Even, even like you get taxed to death, literally, like even when you die, you get taxed. Yeah, it's it's so strange. Like when you, you see how the system has been set up that all these government entities are for-profit corporations. So when we think we're, we're paying registration fees, we're really paying them, like um, giving them money for, you know, for, for their own personal enrichment. And they, uh, they have created unlimited um, products and services that they bill, bill us for, us being we the people, the taxpayers, um, that they then uh, pocket. They may or may not provide those services, but they are um, that money is given to them through, you know, government contracting, and it's being used to um, redistribute the money from we the people to a group of uh, political insiders. Do you believe that the new world order has already been established, like centuries ago, and we are about to defeat it? Um, but they keep they keep saying that there's going to be a new world order, but it's like. Yeah, I think they're working to something else for more control, but I think the new world order, all the governments are in on it already of the world. They are in on it um, because, well, originally um, the God's kingdom was established by, by King David, and then God's government was established by Jesus, who also uh, funded and established the, um, the, the Bank of England, which then grew into um, an international financial system that was run by uh, the Knights Templar. Um, so the uh, the Rothschilds and the Vatican usurped what um, what God had or what Jesus had had created for humanity, Jesus and his heirs. Um, and so now you have kind of a, a new world order taking shape where the Rothschilds and the Vatican want to recreate the Roman Empire, which was essentially like a vast bureaucracy that controlled every aspect of life. Um, they want to claim uh, um, Israel um, to be, um, you know, the religious capital of, of the world. Um, but in essence, you know, uh, Israel belongs to to God's people uh, and, and to the heirs of King David, not not to uh, the Rothschilds, um, who have established uh, Israel as a, um, a, I guess, their own personal fetum. They they did so illegitimately. Um, Israel was intended to be, um, or at least according to the terms of its establishment, to be established under a Jewish temple. But instead, they they created this under a Rothschild. Knesset. Um, and so they, they want to create this kind of new world order with that is going to be run with, by China, uh, um, which would be like the, the market for their corporations. Um, the spiritual head would be uh, in Rome. And then you have maybe like a government potentially seated in, in Israel. But um, this has been a long time in the making. Um, and it, it boils down to the, the um, efforts of uh, 
you know, that you can say, call them the, the descendants of Cain, the serpent seed to um, create like a, um, a, a opposite, um, a mirror opposite of God's uh, kingdom on earth. It's like to overturn everything on its head and to, to claim what God created and to create an artificial uh, mirror to that with themselves um, on, on the top or running it. As above, so below. <clears throat> um, I mean, like, that goes back to the Bible again, uh, the synagogue of Satan, those who say that they are Jews but are not. They, those who say they are God's people but they are not, right? Correct. It's, and- it's way wild, man. Like, do you think okay this is gonna go way out there but do you think in our lifetime we're gonna see like portals open up and demons are gonna come out and all this shit like i just envisioned this crazy stuff happening um i believe that at uh, at cern um they have tried to evoke demons because they, they think if they they can do this they'll they'll get more power and they can kind of create some type of hell on earth or some type of demonic support that will enable them you know to rule over humanity um i mean i i really I really don't know too much about that, that side of things, but I know that they are trying to do it. Um, I, I don't know what that entails, but um, it's, it's certainly on their agenda. What, what are your thoughts on the rapture? Um, I, I think that, you know, that, that is probably a human construct. I think um, once we die, uh, we are united with, with the creator. Um, I, I don't believe in, in some of um, aspects of Christianity um, that uh, preach that um, uh, that there'll be like a, a nuclear ar- ar- Armageddon, which some are trying to to achieve, uh, that will kill off all of humanity, and that those who are chosen will then you know be reunited with God. I think that's a very dangerous way of thinking. Um, I think if you follow Christ, uh, you will have eternal unity with Him. Um, I think the, the rapture is um, really speaking about kind of like an, a nuclear uh, Armageddon, destroy all of humanity. I think that's very dangerous. How do you, how do you tie in the rapture with nuclear Armageddon? Um, they, uh, I, I think, what the the agenda is among some of these uh, ultra right Christians is that um, th- they're trying to uh, foment nuclear war. Um, and, you know, you can see this with, you know, their constant uh, baiting of, of Iran. They want to kind of pit Russia and the United States against each other um, and, and launch like a nuclear war. Um, and th- they do this believing, you know, believing that they, um, that they will achieve end times and that there will be a rapture where like the entire world will be will be destroyed and that those who are chosen, you know, will then, will then be the ones who will be elevated and they'll they'll be, you know, re- united with God or they'll, they'll kind okay. of, you know, if you, if, you, yeah. if you will. It's clicking with me now and holy shit, I never really thought about it that way. Like these are like <laughs> ultra conservatives, right? ultra conservatives and it's almost like a, a cultish type of mentality with them do you think that's gonna happen because uh, honestly throughout my entire childhood even mm-hmm. before i knew what nuclear bombs were or atomic bombs were i had mm-hmm. dreams of like nuclear war like wow yeah i, I know that they've, they've come very close this is part of the reason why um, Iran is in the crosshairs is that they're um, the agenda of the elite for going back 
has been that they would um, first strike Iran and then um, uh, with uh, with a nuclear weapon, and that would lead to Russia and the United States fighting each other, and eventually they would uh, strike um, Israel off the map. And there had been like a, a nuclear arm, Armageddon that, that would follow, that would destroy the world. And uh, allegedly, they have created underground bases, uh, which they, you know, had intended to kind of hide out and ride out the nuclear holocaust, and then emerge at some time later in the future to inherit the Earth. How would they inherit the Earth, though, if it was completely irradiated? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a good good question. Um, <clears throat> That to me is a psychotic way of thinking. It is a very psychotic way of thinking. Um, I think there would be parts of the world that would be spared, but um, humanity would be wiped off. And while, you know, the earth is healing, they would uh, live underground in these underground like, bases, which have, um, you know, that, that can produce food that, you know, some of them are quite luxurious. Well, this is, these, these are called the dumbs, right? The deep underground the, the, military bases. Correct. <clears throat> and up here where I live near Toronto, we have a one hell of a massive dumb. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been close to it or inside of it? No, but I've I've been told through Intel that I that there is one of the biggest in the world is right up here. I believe it. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What, what what do they say is within that dumb? Or do you have any insights on that? I, I've I've heard things about like fucking like werewolves and shit down there mm-hmm. like they have like um you know like uh manipulated dna uh beings down there where they experiment experiment on things and uh dog men and werewolves are among them um <laughs> yeah you know there's all sorts of crazy shit that i don't know whether to believe or not i take everything with a grain of salt right so mm-hmm. Uh, it might not sound that way to my audience or anybody who's listening in, but, <laughs> you know, I definitely take everything I see with a grain of salt and I try to, you know, research it or what, what have you. But yeah, there's, there's been some people out there who have been researching deep underground military bases and uh, saying that there's a war going on underground as we speak. It's possible. I'm, I'm. I'm not personally privy to any of those wars. Um, uh, I mean, I know that there are some underground cities, and they've been around for um, a very long time. Um, but um, I, I'm not. I, I really. I don't have. I think that the insight that I. I could really. Pro- you know, much insight that I could provide on it, beyond the fact that that was a like part of their. Um, their long term strategy. Uh, it definitely <laughs> is. I mean, like, uh, this is. This isn't anything. Um like new to most of my listeners. I don't think like the dumbs, but uh, you know, I, I just, I, I want to see one, you know, I would too. It'd be interesting. Like I want to see a lot of things that will confirm my speculations on a lot of things. Right. But mm-hmm. it's just like, how do you do that? Being a normal guy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have like some kind of military contact or something. I don't know. But that's true. And, uh, Maybe you know you would not be able to forget what you what you saw, and I, I understand that some of their genetic experiments are pretty horrific. I would imagine they are. Have you ever seen the movie called Us? Uh, I have not. You should check it out. It's pretty mm-hmm. wild. Uh, spoiler alert: 
but basically what you find out is that <clears throat> there's there's been clones of like everybody on the planet and the clones <laughs> try to take over the planet at the end that's interesting um and it starts off in a small town or like a small vacation getaway with this one family and this family comes up to them uh and knocks on their door and they are all the same people as their family but there's something a little bit off about them (laughs) (laughs) Um, creepy as hell that's so interesting. Um, you know, back back in the 1970s, um, a gentleman by the name of uh, Dr. Uh, Peter Beter, who is the uh, counsel for the Export Import Bank. I don't know. Are you? Have you wait, heard wait, his name before? Sorry, I'm gonna stop you. Okay. Did you just Peter Beter. I, I know the name sounds a little um, a bit secret, I, I didn't intend that, but that it's um, B E T E R. That's so funny. Okay, on with Peter Beter. Let's go. Is unfortunate, <laughs> um, but but he was uh, he released some um, audio r- reports which are available online back in the 1970s, where he said that um, the Rothschilds and the the Russians and the Soviets then. I'm sorry, um, I'm still laughing. <laughs> I, 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 re- I refer to him as Doctor Beater. <laughs> <It's really laughs> <funny. laughs> um, but they they were talking about how, he was talking about how uh, the Rothschilds had created. Um, uh, uh, synthetics and the the Russians had created robotoids and these were genetic duplicates of real people of people and um, sometimes re- those who they had replaced and th- that the elites have the ability to create a 3d holograph of the mind that can record your 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 mind your memories um, your personality the very essence of who you are and they can Joe impl- Biden it's like Joe Biden it might, might, might be he's one gotta, of the- he's got to be one Mm-hmm. It's a possibility. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, they, they do have the ability to create them. They could do okay. anything with that. They can manipulation on the highest degree. You know. <laughs> And they were and actually used as intelli- intelligence assets. So if, if they wanted to advance a certain policy, they could have um, a politician replaced, for example, with one of these characters, and then they could have that person maybe sign the right document or the right treaty or a sway, you know, foreign policy at a very particular juncture and determine the course of history. Would that, would that be uh, labeled as a, like a Manchurian candidate? Yes, it would be a Manchurian candidate, and um, it was very interesting because the uh, the Rothschilds allegedly uh, um, the, uh, come from an area in, in Central Asia called Manchu. So the Manchurian candidate would be um, one of their candidates who is a secretly a, a communist agent, but like one of their puppet uh, puppet candidates. We have n- the people out there have no idea. <laughs> about how much manipulation is going on, um, not only to society, but on, on like a deep personal level. <laughs> you know? And it's, it's so amazing to me how we can, people such as you and I and my listeners can, can just rise above all that shit. <laughs> this is, this is my goal. This is my objective in life <laughs> is to get people on Davy Wavy's wavelength. (laughs) Just wake the fuck up, see what's going on, stop being ignorant, and just look into it. And it hurts at first because it really, 
it was really a depressing period of my life when I started waking up. That's, that's not, it's not easy. No, it once, isn't. once you start doing it, it's like, it becomes easier and it becomes like we said earlier, it becomes liberating. Like truth is liberating. Right. I, I think like what um, if you don't have a, a proper awareness or knowledge of what is happening, you can, be, you can become very frustrated and angry with with your leadership. Why are why is the media reporting things the way that they are? Why are they lying? Why you know why have our politicians forsaken us? But um, once you understand the forces that control them, whether it's money, blackmail, or even these advanced technologies, you have um, you have some type of uh, comfort. I think in, in that awareness, you're able to kind of detach from it and ob observe it you know uh from a position of empowerment and, and, see what it is. and my one of my main things is to laugh at it i agree with that too to laugh it's, it's ridiculous yeah like what they're doing. It, i laugh at it all the time and i and this is people have told me so many times like dude your show is like it makes light of what's going on and we need that kind of thing you know we need to keep our sense of humor because if we don't we're going to drown in it you know that that's true and um i i think you know your laughter is very is very empowering it's very positive and it keeps our vibration you know higher and closer to, to god you know we yeah. should laugh and have more joy and i always say dude don't think god is just this like guy who creates all these rules and everything and then like punishes you for not doing these things he definitely has a fucking sense of humor he, he does you can even see that with some of his creations like the aardvark and <laughs> you can see oh, like, i love you know, art i saw an aardvark on a truck that said ant eater and i was like oh i love ant eaters they're so funny like <laughs> that just goes around sniffing ants up in its fucking nose. Like, <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, it takes a certain type of um, a creativity to you know to have invented an animal like that. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I always say pe to people, like, dude, you are like, don't don't get me mixed up with these people who say that you are God, but we essentially are God embodiment. We have God in us and we have such power to create things on this grandiose level, but we can't be God and create a whole universe. You know, we have to give all the, the create, the creations that we make, we have to give glory to God for that. That that's very true, and one one of the um, teachings of, of Jesus is not necessarily like biblical, but but biblical. But um, he spoke. Uh, Jesus worked with, with energies. He healed. He was able to kind of manifest reality. And if you keep your your thinking on a higher plane, positive, in a spirit of of joy, gratitude, love, you are able to kind of manifest good things within your life. And th the same applies for uh, for for negativity. And that's part of the reason why the elites want to keep us depressed and and negative and and, and powerless. Um, because they, they want us to almost manifest our own enslavement but the reverse is also true that we can manifest our, our freedom and, and become very empowered and create you know God's kingdom on earth this this makes me think about uh, the um, televangelists like uh, Benny Hinn for example <laughs> uh, where they go around and they have people in the audience and they they go and they like 
they wave their hand around the crowd and they all fall over, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, what, what do you think about that shit? That, that's to me, that's bullshit because that, that's, it's theatrical, isn't it? it it's just, yeah. you know, look what I can do and give me money. You know, I, I too, I'll heal you. If you give, you continue to empty your bank account in my direction. But to me, like knowing that that's bullshit, mm-hmm. I think we do have the power to lay hands do you know, uh, I don't know if people might call it Reiki, but mm-hmm. I think it's the power of God through us where we can just, because I went up to this lady the other day where I was working and she's like, my shoulder is so bad and mm-hmm. my legs are so bad. I've had surgery on my hip and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I wish I could just lay my hand on your shoulder. And I put my hand on her shoulder. Oh. I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And she lit right up. She's like, oh, my God. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I think we do have that. But we've but our faith needs to be really strong in order to have that sense of power. Yes, it does. And and Jesus did have that power. You know, he he was able to put his hands um, on on the infirmed and heal them. That that is one of the one of the gifts of the spirit. And, and why don't we be, why are we not able to do that? We should be able to do, if we're walking in his footsteps, we should be able to do that. I, our I intent, I think it's, there's so many filters in our minds that uh, inhibit us from doing that. True. And I, I think we, we have been taught to limit ourselves and to believe that, that we can't. Um, but, but God has given us many, you know, many spiritual gifts I think they're, they're unique to each person, but I, I think the gift of healing is definitely one of them. I would absolutely love to just, you know, walk up to somebody who's like crippled or something and just like, dude, get on your feet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but there's something, there's always that fucking doubt. That I can feel it. I feel that there's always that doubt. You know, kind of doubt. I don't know what it is, but there's always this block. And if I could just take that down, I feel like I could just put my hand on somebody and say, be healed. That's amazing. Um, I, I think you know, there's like an essence of, of uh, you, you, um, you can do what you believe that you can do. So if, if you um, believe that you, you, can, you can heal others, it, it will succeed at whatever endeavor you're undertaking um, that will also be so. And at the same time, if you limit yourself, um, you will manifest that same limitation. Right. So come down to, to faith. And I, and I think that's why faith is such a core component of Christianity, to have, have that belief, have, have that complete and absolute trust in God. What are your thoughts on that, though? Like, do, do you feel like that you could do that? Um, I know when I was younger uh i did feel that i i could i don't know about about heal the crippled or um uh you know uh, give sight to the blind but i know that i i did have the um ability to kind of heal with my hands like to to elevate maybe the energy of the other person uh to lift lift their spirits even even to um uh, I guess it's hard to explain, not to make, not to take away their disease, but somehow to, to heal them more on a on a spiritual level. 
Okay. And I thought I could do that with with my my hands and also with my um my thoughts towards them, like uh po- with through positive intent. And, and right. um, you know, I, I think I, I was able to to do that. How, how about yourself? I mean, um, I've I've heard uh, stories about people. Um, well, I have friends who practice Reiki, mm-hmm. which is like the healing hands, right? Mm-hmm. But I've also heard people who, um they feel that they had the gift of Reiki, but they feel that it's demonic in nature. And I think that that is just uh, like a fear blockade as well. I think it boils down to intent. Yeah. You know, like people make make money off of Reiki, right? And it's like, my thing, if I was a Reiki healer, I would, like, if I could, like, lay hands, like, on people like Christ did and heal them, I wouldn't be asking for money at all. I agree. I, I think people do, do deserve to live, to earn a living, but you're right. It's a gift that God has given freely to you, and, and you have a um, maybe a responsibility or a, a duty to, to share it freely with others. Right. And this is what I think the golden age is going to come down to is where we're all going to be able to use our God-given gifts and talents without uh, receiving any kind of payment, right? That's a non-materialistic way of thinking, which is, I I think, think the golden age is going to be, it's not going to be about materialism, right? That's That's what it has to be. Because if God, you can't serve God and mammon, it says in the Bible, right? That's very true. And I, I think if we're able to get out of, of the slave system, we won't have to, to worry about money. Um, there was a time in America, I, I'm not sure how, how old you are, I think you might be a little younger than me, but where uh, if, you, if you worked hard, if, if you... Um, uh, you know, if, if you did, made, did the, undertook the correct steps in life, you, you could, uh, you know, uh, you could buy a home, you could um, establish a family, and really have everything that you wanted from in, in a material sense. And um, the elites have have since um, imposed such uh, um, oppressive uh, taxation systems of, upon us, and, and they've stripped us of our assets, and uh, they, they've disempowered us to the point where, you know, life has become a, a struggle. People feel that they, they, they have to work and, and toil to earn a living, where every transaction becomes a one of, of, of barter. You know, like, right. what's in it for me, and how am I going to make a living? But I, I think that um, if we can get back to just sharing, you know, what comes naturally to us, our, our, our gifts, giving, and, and receiving, and kind um i I think that material element um uh, you know will no longer be there you know we i think you won't you won't need to demand money we will all just be kind of helping or helping each other but you know when i say that it sounds almost very utopian but i think that um this type of uh mindset i think was the way things were meant to be and i think this was what jesus was was preaching was the essence of you know creating god's kingdom on, on god's kingdom on earth I think we've fallen so far from grace that reaching that kind of utopian society is just like next level shit that we can't even fathom right now. We can fathom it through discussion with people like you and I, but like getting other people on that wavelength is a very, very difficult process Uh, because where I work, it's for a corporation and I see it every day where people will sell out their own people Mm -hmm. just to get higher up in the company. 
That's all too and common. That, that to me is completely fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. I can't, I cannot tolerate it. Even if something happens to one of my fellow employees where they get suspended for the stupidest thing, I get really, really righteously angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I get very vocal about it. I can't help it. I'm like, so you're telling me that this person did this just to get you suspended so that they could be higher up in this shit show? No, 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 no. I, I, I can't tolerate it. I can't, it disgusts me uh, on a certain level that it, it almost makes me want to fucking throw up. Yeah, it, I, could, I could never, I could never do anything like that to climb the ladder for a corporation that doesn't give a fucking shit about me. And all I'm doing is getting more money out of it, you know? Yeah, it, it is a, um, I, mean, I guess it, it's it's more of of I guess it's the way the the way in which we you know the world lives right now. But um, I think in, in the, the truest Christian sense, you know, you, you want to be able to, to give freely, and then the more you give, the more you get in return. Even though getting a return isn't the the reason why you give, you you give without expectation of return. Um, and I completely am on board with you exactly. for the, the right of indignation. It just it corrupts the, the whole culture of the organization. And why you're, you know, why why you're there, and um, which should be, you know, serving mankind. But unfortunately, from the, the top down, it's all about making money and serving yourself. It's serving the self, correct? Not the creator. And when you serve your, when you serve yourself, there's nothing to gain, really, mm-hmm. because in heaven, that's not you're not going to be rewarded for serving yourself. You know, you're going to be rewarded for serving others. And when you serve the creator, you're serving other people. <clears throat> you have an other-centered, other-centered mindness, right? Yes, mindness. that's correct. Yeah. And one of my favorite bands from Canada, they're called Alexis on Fire. <clears throat> they, were, they broke up for quite a while. And they uh, just came up with a new album. They reunited and they came up with a new album. And it's called Otherness. And, oh, no. One of the songs is called, they're a metal band. Like one of the, there's two singers in the band. One of them sings like an angel. The other one sings, he's a screamer, right? <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the songs is called Sweet Dreams of Otherness. <laughs> and that talk about is like, we have to be other centered. We can't be living for ourselves because it's just not what God intended. And you can you can easily see that with how we live in this uh, uh, say Fourth Reich Nazi indoctrinated society. That's um, what we live in right now. It's because when we work for a company or a corporation, we are we are in, we are indoctrinated and trained to be like a Nazi, where you're ratting out your fellow coworkers, your fellow man to get higher up on the on the ladder and that just does not compute with me yeah imagine you know a a world where that was actually christ-centered you'd have um a healthcare system dedicated to healing uh the public rather than keeping them sick to make more money right you know You'd have an education system that would be uh, uh, geared at truly, you know, creating well-educated, civic-minded people rather than, you know, mindless uh, uh, slaves who, who just, you know, serve.
system and and can't think for themselves you know an entire society would be transformed imagine a president who would who wanted to serve the people rather than sell sell out his own country to get you know multi-million contracts with, with communist china or whatever foreign power you know he um he decided to you know to curry favor with you know, I think life would be so much different, and it, it does affect every layer of society. And you know, we um, we've actually turned our, our back on these fundamental principles of to the great detriment of um, of society society at large. And Satan has really done a good job of indoctrinating us into serving the system. Correct. Yeah. It's so wild, man. You know, and and Satan is uh, he is Satan is just the opposer of humanity. Let's just say that, okay? It's such an easy term, but people can't understand it. And Satan is rearing his ugly head within every facet of uh, entertainment, uh, mm-hmm. pol- uh, political, the political spectrum. Everything, everything, and people still can't see it. And everything is hidden in plain sight, like we always say. And people, we're living in a world that's run by the devil, but nobody can see him. And what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do people break free from that mold and just see things for what it is? That's true. Um, I, I think one, you know, they, they need to acquire the spiritual discernment, but I think they also need to understand h- how the system w- w- was set up. Um, it is was set up from like the top, um, uh, from the top down. Um, the top, the government was created originally by um, by Jesus Christ. That has been usurped by uh, by the Vatican and the Rothschilds. Um, the, the government, in turn, funds the corporations. Uh, the corporations are geared at establishing monopolies, uh, and the government, of course, has its hand in, in all of these endeavors in, in the educational system, law, the law which is determined by the Temple Bar and the City of London, again, controlled by by the Rothschilds, which uh, City of London, Crown, Bar, uh, Crown Temple, which ultimately answers to the Vatican. Um, you have the... Uh, uh, Hollywood. Well, Hollywood um, now works hand in glove with the intelligence agencies. Intelligence a- agencies going back um, centuries. Uh, you know, the intelligence networks um, are the secret uh, networks that advance the commercial interests of these private uh, corporations that are working hand in glove with with the government. Um, so everything kind of moves in, in, in lockstep and is coordinated at, at the very top. And so I, th- I think um, in order to break free from this, we have to begin to kind of work, you know, as you were s- saying earlier, to work locally and to kind of move outside the system and then to create something anew, like a more of a, a Christ-centered um, society uh, that maybe, you know, is, is um, has maybe more of a, of a local uh, f- flavor rather than, you know, that is governed by, by, by Christ-centered people rather than a distant uh, bureaucracy that, that answers to, um, you know, to quite uh, oppressive forces. I totally agree. So you know how they have on the back of the dollar bill, they have the Illuminati pyramid mm-hmm. and they have, okay, <laughs> this, is, this is amazing, okay? So Jesus is the capstone, right? he was correct he is and Mm -hmm. he is separated from the top of the pyramid which is the all-seeing eye god is the all-seeing eye 
but he's separated from the top of the pyramid. And the top of the pyramid is the elites from the top to the bottom, but God is the cornerstone and he's separated from the top. That's very well said. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. They separate God from how they run the planet. That's mm-hmm. it's plain and simple. That's true. And in order to play play God, like to serve as God's temporal authority on earth. Yep. What are you are you what are you currently working on anything? Um I do have a few books in in the works and I, I've also thought about maybe you know writing some novels that would um bring to life like the christian spirit like to uh dramatically de- depict um uh i think history history and historic char- historic um characters within more of a christian context in, in books it, within, within books correct like, like a novel like a like kind of like a non-fiction kind of thing Correct. Okay. Um, uh, uh, nonfiction, but it would be dramatized. It'd be it would kind of bring history to life. Oh, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Is it like um, something that you have an idea of, or have you started working on it yet? Um, it's more. I think it's more. It's in the concept conceptual phase right now. Okay. So, yeah. So in the conceptual phase for me. I have a lovely singing voice, apparently, from what I've been told. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I'm confident about it. But <clears throat> what I'm going to do is uh, do TikTok videos where I'm singing songs, just choruses of songs, maybe like a verse and a chorus, mm-hmm. uh, but songs that speak truth, not songs that are like, you know, just songs that are that I love singing because they're great, but songs that speak truth so that's what i'm going to be doing oh that's beautiful and songs also have a vibration so i'm sure that you'll be elevating your audience through your songs as well like i I think so i think i think it's a great idea i think that's where god is leading me because it's one of my talents and gifts right so um but yeah what other what other books have you worked on what what books have you released can you tell the audience Sure. Um, I, I think um, for, for those uh, members of your audience who are interested in, in understanding um, how God's kingdom was created and overturned, um, I would really recommend that you read my books, um, Royal Blood Lies and Tartar Treachery. So Royal Blood Lies reveals how um, the Rothschilds and Vatican usurped uh, the uh, God's uh, kingdom on earth as established by Jesus and established illegitimate governments throughout the world. And then through Tartar treachery, um, I trace that agenda uh, back to Central Asia. Um, and my most recent book is um, The End of Globalism, where um, unfortunately, I was, this will dis- disappoint a lot of your, your listeners potentially, um, but I, I reveal um, Donald Trump to be deep state. Um, and so oh, I, re- I, think, I think a lot of us truthers have already realized that. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I have a lot of friends that are still claiming him as savior, but that's another podcast in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't trust any politicians, so I resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's going to be any fucking politician who's going to stand on a podium and say, 
you know, um, this is he's going to be the be all end all. And if he is, then he's probably the new world order antichrist, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so is that three books you have? I, I have um, I have quite a few books out there. Um, another uh, plug them all. Plug them all. This is your okay, this is your podium. This is your time to shine. Oh well, well thank you so much. Um, I think uh, I think of, of interest to your audience might also be um, the uh, Shadow Dragon and that book I reveal how the um, our political establishment sold us out, sold us the American people out to communist China. This was a, an agenda uh, that was actually developed in, in Canada, so that you know, might resonate with you. Oh um, shit. <laughs> the Rockefellers planned uh, the agenda with the corporate uh, CEOs in, in Canada. Um, the Second American Revolution, um, I reveal how we, you know, the West, actually lost the, the Cold War um, and how um, uh, Russia purged its Bolsheviks, who were then implanted throughout the, um, the Western governments and who then subsequently began to you know, uh, corrupt and subvert our, our institutions. Um, so that's, that's also an interesting book. Um, and uh, I, I also have some thoughts about um, the uh, election fraud um, in, my, in one of my books and how the, um, the 2020 election w was stolen. Um, and I believe that there, there was ample evidence that, um, that the election was um, potentially uh, um, influence um in italy and that there were that this was um uh a result of a joint collaboration between um uh individuals associated with uh, donald trump and barack obama uh working together so they are working together on behalf of you know global interests and i believe that trump did not want to serve a second term uh, and that he stayed um, January 6th uh, to cover up um, some damning stories that were coming out of Italy with regards to his um, his complicity. Wow. That might be a little <laughs> a little controversial. That's, yeah. You know, well, I'm all about controversy, you know, so <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just my mind is blown. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to plug before we go? Um, I, I would uh, it, the shorter it, it, shows. Sorry to, to cut you off, but the no, shorter shows that I have are like mm -hmm. the most jam-packed, full of information, and the mm -hmm. most highly viewed. Not because they're so like short, but you know, have like two and a half hour shows, three hour shows. And it's like there's they're not as viewed, but at the same time, I treasure these conversations because they're so jam-packed, full of information, and I think you just really killed it so keep plugging oh, thank you um uh my website is uh www.susanbradford.org um there uh, you'll find links to some of my books and and also if, if you don't have time to read and a lot of people are very busy um i have some links to um the aud my audibles um you can actually listen uh to them while while you drive to work or you know whatever you're whatever else you're doing but you can contact me through that web page and also find some you know learn a little bit more about my my background if you're interested so it's um susanbradford.org Amazing. And who does the voices for your audibles? Um, I have two uh, British voice actors. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. I say the boring British guy. <laughs> the beautiful voices. I, I'm really impressed. I, I wish I could narrate my own books, but, but um, I think the voices are, are, are wonderful. 
That's awesome. That's so cool. Did you have to hire them and like pay them to? to yes, I did. That's cool. That's cool, man. It's it's cool to see like all the uh, ins and outs of everything that people do. Um, anyway, Susan Bradford, you killed it. Thank you so oh, much for coming on. I'd love to have you on again because uh, I feel like I could talk to you for like hours and hours upon the day, but you know how it rolls, right? True, and it was um, a fascinating discussion. I really enjoyed talking to you, um, and I think you know you're so on fire uh, for for Jesus and, and God. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. It was very inspiring and very educational, very informative. Well, thank so, you so much. You're welcome, and feel free to call me anytime. I I I'd love to speak with you again, um, and I, I really appreciate this opportunity to, uh, to speak with speak with you tonight. It's the pleasure is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful evening then. Thank you so much and God bless you. God bless you too. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, Davey. Uh, What did you think about that uh, that show tonight with uh, Miss Susan Bradford? Amazing. She brought the heat, man. She brought the fire. She's on fire for Christ. She's on fire for the truth, just like you and I, Nigel. Yes, Davey. Well, you know, we, we, we love Jesus. We love Christ, you know. And uh, we are trying our best to do uh, whatever we can to get the knowledge out there before, uh, you know, the uh, proverbial shit hits the fan, you know. Nigel, is your, is your vocabulary, like, increasing? I don't know, man. You said proverbial. That's a pretty big word for you, Goat. Don't us, do not uh, underestimate me, Davy. You know, I'm Nigel the God, so do not underestimate me. I don't underestimate you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're on, you're on your way, dude. You're on your way. What do you have to say to, uh, what do you have to say to the cartel tonight? I just want to say that uh, Nigel loves the cartel, and uh, Nigel also loves uh, Susan Bradford. And she's, uh, you know, I don't even know what she looks like, but uh, I'm sure she is very gorgeous because she is uh, on fire for Jesus, you know? So she's a beautiful soul. That is very well said, Nigel. I agree. I agree. Thank you, Davy. And also, Cartel, uh, Nigel wants to say that, uh, you know, Davy and I love you so much. And you are the reason why we do what we do, along with Jesus. And, you know, knowing that we have a soul, we have a soul within our uh, meat bag. And, uh, you know, we are just trying to push and prod along uh, with what we do. So, you know, uh, we love you, Cartel, and thank you so much for listening. And, uh, you know, buy that fucking Owl Creek coffee, you know? It's really good shit, you know? Yeah, get the Owl Creek coffee, man. Put that fucking uh, Cartel 15 for your 15% off the order. That's right. I'm still jacked on that shit from, like, almost a year ago now. So, uh... uh, Nigel, what do you want to say for uh, the next episode? Well, Davey, we are coming up on our one-year anniversary for the show, you know, and uh, I'm very thankful for to uh, be a part of it, 
And uh, we have the Grimerica show coming on next episode. So be prepared for that, cartel. I can't wait. It's going to be a fucking blast. Yes, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Red Pill Cartel for over almost a year now. And Nigel loves you and Davy loves you. Yes, we love you, Cartel. And for now, good night. <laughs>